Welcome, friends. I'm Rev. Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for January 9, 2024. Today's Old Testament lesson is from Exodus chapter 30, verses 22 to 38, set apart for a purpose. Then the Lord said to Moses, Collect choice spices, twelve and a half pounds of pure myrrh, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cinnamon, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant calumet, calamus and twelve and a half pounds of cassia, as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. Also get one gallon of olive oil. Like a skilled incense maker, blend these ingredients to make a holy anointing oil. Use this sacred oil to anoint the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, the table and all its utensils, the lampstand and all its accessories, the incense altar, the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils and the wash basin with its stand. Consecrate them to make them absolutely holy. After this, whatever touches them will also become holy. Anoint Aaron and his sons also, consecrating them to serve me as priests. And say to the people of Israel, This holy anointing oil is reserved for for me from generation to generation. It must never be used to anoint anyone else and you must never make any blend like it for yourselves. It is holy, and you must treat it as holy. Anyone who makes a blend like it or anoints someone other than a priest will be cut off from the community. Then the Lord said to Moses, Gather fragrant spices, resin droplets, mollusk shell, and galbanum, and mix these fragrant spices with pure frankincense, weighed out in equal amounts. Using the usual techniques of the incense maker, blend the spices together and sprinkle them with salt to produce a pure and holy incense. Grind some of the mixture into a very fine powder and put it in front of the Ark of the Covenant, where I will meet with you in the tabernacle. You must treat this incense as most holy. Never use this formula to make this incense for yourselves. It is reserved for the Lord and you must treat it as holy. Anyone who makes incense like this for personal use will be cut off from the community. New Living Translation It's not every day that you get a scripture text like this one to reflect upon. Yet, since all of Holy Scripture is given to us and for us, it's good to occasionally have to work through the place and purpose of seemingly mundane passages within the Bible. The ancient world of the Israelites had a relationship with their God in which everything and every part of their lives were to be holy. Both worship and daily life were infused with reminders that they were set apart entirely to God and for God. Therefore, what the people wore, what they ate, and how they went about daily tasks of living and worshiping was dictated to them from the Lord. The purpose of all the detailed instructions was to reinforce the importance of being a holy people, a kingdom of priests, who could show the world how a community of persons devoted to Yahweh lived, talked, and acted. Concerning the people's worship of God, chapters 25 to 31 of Exodus provide detailed plans for the sacred space and symbols which were to be used in that worship. Elaborate specifications were given for their construction and placement. Today's Old Testament lesson 
deals with the special formula for anointing oil. In keeping with the holiness, which is to be pervasive throughout all of Israelite life, this particular oil has a specific use and is never to be used outside of that ordained purpose. The sanctity of the oil is communicated in the strongest of terms. Profane use of it is strictly forbidden, and all of the work is to be done during six days of the week, because the Sabbath is a day set apart as different, with an abundant rest from labor. The anointing oil is used for symbolic marking in the service of God. The priests, the Levites Aaron and his sons, were to use the oil, since they were the only ones set apart to do the priestly work. The articles used for worship were also marked with the anointing oil. None of this liturgical action was in any sort of way magical. It communicated the important theological concept that God is holy, and therefore holiness is to be woven into every facet of Israelite life. The anointing oil was a sign of God's acknowledgement and approval that the objects and the people being anointed were to be exclusively used for worship. Holiness and being set apart aren't only ancient ideas and practices. It's also an important part of the New Testament and the way we are to live today. That's because holiness isn't merely something God does. It is inherent to God's very nature. Therefore, as people created in God's image and likeness, we too are to live sanctified lives, set apart to live as humans are designed to live. Leviticus 19.2 says, You must be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Leviticus 20.26 says, You must be holy, because I, the Lord, am holy. I have set you apart from all other people to be my very own. And in the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 15 to 16 say, But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, You must be holy because I am holy. Followers of Christ are set apart for a purpose, to be holy and sanctified in all they say and do. And much like the ancient followers of God, Christians are to worship the Lord alone, living differently than the rest of the world. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, 1 Thessalonians 4.3. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. 1 Peter 2, 9-10 We have an opportunity, as people anointed and set apart for God's good purposes, to bring mercy as we have received mercy, love as we ourselves have received love, and to maintain the integrity of holiness everywhere we go. In today's mass-produced factory products, consumers only see the end results. They are ignorant of the person and process that made the product. Most things we buy and use come to us without any history of how they were made and who made them. 
yet the people and the processes used in making anything is significant because holiness cannot be factory made. There is always a connection between the person, the process, and what is being produced for the end product. In God's economy, it isn't enough just to have anointing oil composed of the right ingredients. The individual and the craft employed are what make it truly an oil for anointing the holy. People, in truth, are neither interchangeable on a factory floor assembly line, nor with the worship of God. The individual person offering their process will always have a particular outcome unique to that mix of person, process, and product. The belief that singing, praying, serving, and whatever else happens in worship is to be done with consistency, no matter who does it, is both impossible and not expected by God. Though the ingredients of a particular spiritual experience always remain the same, Holy Scripture suggests that the subtle differences each individual brings to the craft of worship is good and necessary. Without that uniqueness, there cannot be holiness. Sanctify your church by the truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Sanctify us by the truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Sanctify me by the truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen.